Welcome to the Renovate Church Sermon Podcast. At Renovate Church, we are passionate about teaching God's Word in such a way that you really get to know the heart and character of God and where you can apply the truth of Scripture to every aspect of living. We believe that God's Word is relevant and has the power to transform your life. We're excited for this most recent sermon and we hope it blesses and encourages you. this train rolling, okay, <laughs> if that's good with you. So um, we're going to be talking about today mental healing, uh, just having our mind completely focused, okay, because there's so much that goes on, man. Uh, I, I found this out as I was uh, preparing today, pre- preparing for today, 70,000 thoughts go through our mind every day. I, I, I couldn't believe it, 70,000, 3,000 an hour. Right, so for the, the time in this service here, about three to 4,000 thoughts are going to go through our mind. Isn't that amazing? That, that's just so powerful. In fact, that is where the enemy loves to come in. Right, he wants, to, he wants you thinking about being depressed. He wants you thinking about anxiety. He wants you anxious. Right, so just, but, but, but it's, it's so powerful what God has done for us that he has come in and just completely wanting us and a desire for us to set free. In fact, that's my main point for today, okay? That God has empowered us to have a mind set free. He paid the price. He bought with his blood so that we can have a free mind. Amen? So let me kind of, you know, pull back the the ray curtain a little bit, (laughs) okay, today. And I'm just going to get real vulnerable with you that, that I have actually had struggled with acknowledging for a long time. And things are a lot better. But I'm actually going to just walk you through today kind of what God has done for me. Okay? And so it kind of all starts, as, as Dave told you, that I, I played with Michael W. Smith for about 20 years. So my first year, I played keys and sang background vocals. Okay? But then the second year, he wanted me to switch to drums. So drumming is just a little, like, a little bit more pressure. You know, that, you know the anxiety started to come in a little bit. But, but then, uh, so we, we started rehearsals. So the way we, uh, Michael always did rehearsals, that we would do a big, like, 30-day rehearsal at the beginning of the year, and then we don't do any more rehearsals, right? So we were doing all the rehearsals, and then we were finding out our schedule. Well, the first gig that we were doing was in Indianapolis, Indiana, at the RCA Dome. That's right, at the RCA Dome for Billy Graham. Okay, then I found out, okay, so that's 50,000, 60,000 people, right? Then, then I found out ABC, CBS, and NBC were all going to be there to broadcast it. So let's just jump another million, right? <laughs> so rehearsal, I was like, <laughs> you, know, you know, the anxiety is kind of coming up. Um, and it was just kind of weird. But the day before we get there to rehearse and all that went well, uh, the, the day of, um, guys, I can't really explain to you, but, but just all these thoughts pop, started popping through my head. All the, the negative thoughts, 
you know, you're going to screw up. What happens if you screw up? You're going to embarrass Michael. You're going to embarrass Billy Graham. <laughs> I mean, just all these <laughs> crazy, just, just, <laughs> they're funny now, but, <laughs> you know, it was, it was just, just so many thoughts just going through my mind. And so, well, well, we start the show, and guess what happens? Nothing. <laughs> right? Nothing happens. Like, I did great. You know, uh, the songs went well. I was, I was nervous so I could feel some tension in my body, all that kind of thing. But it went well. But still, the anxiety was high. So after the show, then, we go to our dress room, and then I'm informed that, hey, one, uh, someone came in to the locker rooms while you guys were in and stole some bags, and one of them was yours. And so my bag, at the, the reason why that was crazy is because I had my passport in that bag, and then we were going to Africa the following week. So, so lots of stress, lots of things going on, lots of thoughts, y'all, and it was, it was relentless thoughts. And so um, at the, the next day, we're on the, on the flight headed back to Nashville. So then I'm asleep, and my two bandmates are next to me. And then uh, one of my bandmates had to use the restroom, so he asked me to get up. So I stood up, moved to the aisle, and he went past me. As he was going to the restroom, uh, I just started shaking. And I, I didn't know why I started shaking. I started to sweat. Um, I was having a hard time breathing. I couldn't breathe. And then what was really weird, this, real, uh, this ringing started ringing in my ear, and I'm just, it was just like this loud ringing, um, and then, what else, I, I just couldn't, I couldn't breathe, I, I was just, just, you know, my mind was just all over the place, so I turned around, went to the back, you know, that little back that they have there with all the drinks, so I found a flight attendant and said, hey, do you have any oxygen or extra water or something, I just feel like I'm about to pass out. Because that was the other thing that was happening. All of a sudden, I had this tunnel started to come in, you know, my eyesight. And I was like, oh, my goodness, I'm about to pass out. So I asked her, <laughs> y'all, she looked at me, and she said, well, that's for us. The oxygen, that's for us. What are we going to do if, if we need oxygen? We're not going to have any. And so I just kind of shook my head, and then actually then <laughs> – I fell to my knees because I thought I was going to pass out. And guys, like, I don't know why. I was just completely out of it. I started taking off my clothes. <laughs> I did. I, like, I, I started taking off my shirt. I pulled, pulled my pants down. Like, they didn't go all the way down. But, but, like, I was just completely, I just felt like I was completely out of it. And so I'm sitting there on the back of a Southwest Airlines flight on the, on the floor with my my shirt off and my pants down, going, what in the world is happening to me? And then, and then all of a sudden I hear, a, um, I hear an announcement asking for a, um, asking for a doctor. Is there a doctor on the, on the plane? So this military doctor came back, and she started checking me over, and he's like, I don't know what's happening. We had his heart elevated, but there's nothing really going on. So, so as I'm laying there, they finally gave me the oxygen. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> they gave me the oxygen. And then I just began to uh, drink water and all that. And slowly but surely, everything started to go away, right? So then finally I went to my seat, still had the oxygen and the water and all those types of things. And then 
it was it was weird. As as fast as it came on, it started to leave. So, um, so we we land in Nashville. There's an EMT waiting at waiting at the uh, what do you call it the, um, the jetway, and they were checking me out. Hey, are you sure you're okay, sir? Yes, yes, yes. I'm fine. I was I'm fine as if nothing happened. It just completely just just totally fine. And and I was just like, um, man, I don't know what's going on, something's really wrong, you know, and I, I just, I didn't know what was happening. So a couple of, couple of weeks later, I went to the doctor, he, he checked me out, checked my heart, all my vitals, I did the blood work, everything, he said, Amy, you are, you're totally fine. He said, what I, I'm thinking happens that you're having a panic attack, and I was like, well, what, what's a panic attack, what, what's all that? Well, you know, heart rate, and <laughs> delirious, and uh, you feel like you're about to have it. Yeah, that's exactly what I thought. I was going to have a heart attack. It was just amazing. So that is really what began my journey, obviously, on seeing what God said about anxiety. Because that's what was happening. It was straight up in anxiety. Um, and just I just began to, to be on this journey to see and to find out, okay, God, something's really wrong here. What's going on? So I began to dig dig down deep and go just um, just really find out what the Bible had to say about, see, I'm a Christian. I believe that God has set me free, all those types of things. But I didn't even know I was having issues, okay? So it was like so subconsciously. So I began to look at the scripture, and really where I want to begin is that Jesus really is our model for a mindset thing. He really is, um, and, and it was awesome, and I had really never seen this before, and as I was studying, I just found this, so we're going to jump real quick to um, Matthew 4, okay, I'm, I'm not going to read the whole thing, I'm just going to kind of paraphrase, because it's a famous passage, you know, the temptation of Jesus, you know, of Christ, uh, when the enemy approached him, and all that, so, and, and what I want you to see is just that this is how Jesus dealt with the voice of the enemy, okay? This is how Jesus dealt with the voice, and this becomes our model of how we deal with the voice of the enemy, okay? So as, as you know, the enemy came to him, like Jesus fasted 40 days, 40 nights, then the Bible says he was hungry, and then boom, that's when the enemy comes, and that's another thing. The enemy will come at your weakest moment. Okay, on that flight, I was dead tired, went through, it was a stressful week, and that's when the enemy comes and, and tries to get at you. Okay, so the enemy comes to Jesus and says, hey, turn these stones to bread. Now, here's what I love about, about what Jesus said, and this is the model. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone. It is written. And then he did it two more times. Jesus' response is, it is written. It is written. And then finally, <laughs> Jesus says, uh, yeah, I rebuke you. It is written this, that, and then the Bible says the, the, the devil left him. Okay, that's our model, folks. That's truly our model. And I know <clears throat> when you're in the thick of it, in the middle of it, it is very difficult to, to even have the cognizant ability to go, okay, I need to quote the scripture here, right? So that's why you got to have it constantly before you and constantly bringing those things into captivity to the knowledge of Christ. Amen? So, 
So I'm going along. Okay, Jesus model. Okay, I got it. So obviously then, if Jesus quoted the scripture, then we need to know the scripture, right? And even more so, what scriptures work with what voices. Okay, so what I want to give you today is the main <laughs> scripture that I began to look at, study, and go after, and really push back on the enemy. And that's 2 Timothy 1.7. I think you guys have it up there. So let's look at it. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Okay? Whenever the enemy comes with me, any kind of anxiety, depression, anything, guys, that is my go-to scripture. And that's what I want you guys to see today. And I want you to have it as your go-to. Okay? And that's what we're going to break down. So let's, let's break down this thing real quick. Okay, so let's look at, God is not giving me a spirit of fear. So, okay, I put that up, guys, the spirit of fear. What does fear mean? Phob, uh, Greek word for phobos, right? It's where we get our, our word phobia, right? Is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to call, cause pain or a threat, anxiety, apprehension, timidity, uh, fearfulness, cowardice. Let me give you an example. So, okay, was I in a, in a forest with a bear you know, coming down at me? No, right? That That's a different type of fear, too. But, but <laughs> before I was about to play with Michael, those are the voices that were coming in my head. Hey, you're going to mess up. And if you do, then that's going to cause you pain, right? That's going to be dangerous for you, so make sure you don't screw up. Okay, so that's what the enemy tries to tell us. That's what fear tries to tell us that somehow you are in some kind of danger and that this person or the, this situation or this thing at your job is going to cause you pain or be a threat, okay? And that is really, really what, what he is trying to say. But here's what I love, okay? God is not giving us fear of fear, but he's given us power. Okay, so go ahead and put power. This is a powerful word, y'all, power. It's dunamis in the Greek, Okay? And that's where we get our word for dynamite. Okay? So watch this. This is really cool. Strength, power, ability. Inherent power, power residing in a thing by virtue of its nature or which a person or thing exerts, puts forth. Let me stop there. What in the world does that mean? Inherent power, power residing in a thing by the virtue of its nature. When I was born, God gave me gifts gave me talents. When you were born, God gave you gifts, gave you talents. He gave you inherent power in who you are and in the creature that he created in you. Okay? So for me, the, as an example, he made me, I am a musician. Folks, even to right now, this very second, I have music in my hand. It's constant. It's constant. Like, hello. That's what's going on. And then F. C, B flat, right? All that's going through, through my mind. Right? That's inherent within me. That's who I was created to be, and that's me. And there's power in that, right? So so here's the deal. So w when those thoughts were going on in my mind with Michael, what I should, what this scripture tells me to do is this. Man, I've been playing the drum since I was five years old. I'm going to be fine. I am fine. God made me a mu 
musician. That is who I am. And so it's the, the same thing for you. If you're dealing with something at work, man, I've been at this job for 20 years. I know what to do. Like there's, it, you know, my personality is this, this, and that. I've got these talents and these gifts I can bring to the table. Right? That's, that's what that, you have inherent power that God's given you. Okay, so let's keep going. Power for performing miracles. There you go. Taco's going to be talking about that next week. It's, it's a good thing, right? Moral power and excellence of soul, the power and influence which belongs to riches, wealth, power and resources arising from numbers, power consistent consisting in or resting upon armies, forces, or hosts. You have an army behind you. That's the type of power that God's given you. He's given you, it's like as if you have an army behind you. Well, what do I mean by that? <coughs> well, so I'm going through, hey, I've got all my bandmates. I've got Michael. Michael's for me. Like, I, I, I can, I've got friends. I've got family. If I need something, I can just call on people, okay? I, I can, like, God's given me the power of armies. Like, if I would just flex that, it's amazing what we could do if we reach out to people, if we pull on the things that, that God's given us inherently, right? God's given. So here, here's what I want to say about this part here with this power. is that You are not powerless. You are not powerless. I don't care what fear is saying, and I don't care what you feel, right? We're talking about the mind here, okay? So tell your mind the truth. That you are not powerless. God has not given me fear. He's given me power. I have innate giftings. I have these things. I've got the power of an army behind me. You're not powerless at all. Okay? So let's keep going. Keep moving. The train is moving. The train is moving. <laughs> God has not given me a spirit of fear, but of power and love. Here's the second thing God gives us to push back on the, our thoughts when the enemy tries to get here. Love. God has given me love. So let's go to love, agape. That's the Greek word for love, agape, or at least within this context, I should say. Brotherly love, affection, goodwill, love, benevolence, love, generosity, kindly concern, devotedness. That's what he has for you. Let, let me take a little quick rabbit, rabbit trail here, but I promise I'll come back, okay? There's a, a, a nature and attribute of God that I absolutely love. It's called the solitariness of God. The solitariness. And what that means is that God is complete and whole in and of himself. Okay? God doesn't need anything. Like a lot of people think that he's some kind of dictator. And me, 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 me. God doesn't need anything. He's complete and whole. You can't add to him and you can't take away. Okay, so because of that, when it comes to love, God loves one way from A to B. Okay, humans usually love from A, B, back to A. So what does that look like? Well, I love this guy because he makes me feel this. Or I love this girl because she does my laundry. Right? There's always this, what they call a loving with a hook. Like there's, a, you know, A to B and then hooking back to yourself. But God does not love that way, guys. God loves A to B. He loves from himself to you. He loves from himself to you. He loves you. He cares deeply for you. He doesn't need anything from you. 
despite that, he loves us deep. He's because that's his nature. That's who he is. He's good that way. Amen. So with that part there, what you got to realize is that you're not alone. Say with power, you're not powerless. With this one, you're not alone. God is with you. God loves you. Think about this fear. If you do everything he tries alone, that, that's a big fear lie is that you're alone. He wants you isolated. He wants you off by yourself. He wants you thinking, oh, nobody loves me. You know, this is so hard, blah, 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 all this stuff. But this is where you go, no, I'm not alone. I've got friends. I've got family. I've got people that care about me. I want to reach out because I know I'm not alone. Amen? That was powerful. Okay. God hasn't given me a sphere of fear, but a power love and a sound mind. Now, out of those two things, it's pretty good, right? Power and love. As if, and then the sound mind is in here, and it's so funny. As if to make the point clear with fear, I've given you a sound mind. Just, and I'm, I'm not going to mince words here. I'm not going to try to hide it. I've given you a sound mind. That word there is sophrenio. Sophrenio, I think. That's Greek. So here's what this word means. Guys, guys, I'm not making this up. This is so amazing. A mind that has been delivered, rescued, revived, salvaged, protected, and is now safe and secure. That's what that word means, and that's what he's giving you. Self-control, moderation, properly self-safe-minded. Ensuing and and uh, sorry, Um, yeah, prudent, sound reasoning. Man, as if it couldn't get any clearer, right? And I really can't expound on that, but that—that's exactly what was happening. So let's go back to my example, like with me with Michael. Like, like if I could, if I would have just really put this in my heart and my mind, hey, and then I mean that's a powerful word to push back on the enemy. Right, because he wants to make you feel crazy. I feel like somebody needs to hear that today. He wants, the enemy wants to make you out to be kind of crazy sometimes. But that's not the truth. He's just lying to you. He's lying to you, right? So let me bring this on around here. So as I was going through all this and learning this, really going through learning these scriptures and learning the model that Jesus was and all that. Um, I get called, so let's, you know, let's fast forward a few years from the big one, right? (laughs) All right, so I was in Dallas, Texas, and I was working on a live live record. They asked me to come and play for the record. And so, again, rehearsals, it was great. (laughs) It was rocking along. I was there for three days. We were having a, a great time. 30 minutes before the event, guess what starts to happen? The shaking, the sweating, the tunnel came on. Okay, the the ringing in my ears started. And this time, I was ready. Okay, so I jumped up, went behind the curtain. Now, I didn't, I wasn't taking off my clothes, but I I did. (laughs) I did. I did pull my, my shirt. I kind of untucked my shirt. But, but that's about a, as far as it went. <laughs> that's as far as it went. All right, but I went back backstage. And I, I guys, I closed my eyes and everything in me. I said, 
God has not given you a spirit of fear, but he's given me power, love, and a sound mind. And for 15 minutes, I talked to those voices. I said, let me tell you what. God has given me power. This is what it means. He's given me love. I'm love. All these people here love me with, with power. I've been playing for five years. Or, no, sorry, I've been playing for 20 years. I can do this. You know, these folks, they, they love me here, and I'm so glad to be a part of this. They're like family to me. And he's given me a sound mind, a sound, quiet mind so I can make the right decisions here. And so I just began to push back. And, guys, over about 10, 15 minutes, that anxiety just really started to go. Really, really started to go. And I just was so grateful because I was able then to do the, the, the recording just free and clear. And it was just it was just powerful, and it went very well. So that's really, y'all, all, all I, I mean, th that's, that's everything right there. And uh, li listen, whether it's anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts, like all these things that try to come into our mind, all these things that try to tell us and define us who we are, Man, that's a lie, and, and, and I want us to follow the example of Jesus and speak to those voices the word of God. Amen? So we actually have a great testimony for you. It's Teresa Garcia. She wasn't able to come, uh, so we videoed it. Okay, so take a look at this. Hey, guys. I'm Teresa Garcia. Some of you have seen us at church. Um, I'm married to Kali. We've been married almost 30 years, and our oldest son is 28. And so what I'm going to share is about what happened back when he was born. And back when he was born, people didn't really talk about postpartum depression. They called it the baby blues, which sounds sweet and kind of enjoyable. It's anything but. Um, the newer things they say are postpartum depression and postpartum psychosis, which is more what I actually experienced. So when our son was a baby, he didn't sleep. And I'm not talking like normal not baby sleep. I'm talking never slept so I never slept and it got to the point that the sun would start to go down and I would start to fall apart the anxiety of what's coming in the night and what's going to happen and it just went on and on and on and then I started hearing thoughts that were horrific thoughts like just put a pillow over his face and then thoughts of that's insane. How could you even think that? You're a horrible mother. You shouldn't have a kid. You should just kill yourself. And then another awful thought. Maybe I should just throw him against the wall. And then horrible, more condemning thoughts. You're awful. You're horrible. You don't deserve to be a mother. You shouldn't even exist. And this went on for weeks. And it got to the point that I really was like, I can't function any longer. That's it. I'm doing it. I really am going to kill myself. And I made a plan. I asked Kali to take Calypso for the day, and I planned to take a big bottle of pills and just call it a day. And I got them out of the house, and I went looking for the pills. And while I'm looking for the pills, I hear my phone ringing, and this was in the days when you can hear people leave you a message. <laughs> and I can hear my friend on the other end going, Teresa, I know you're home. I need you to pick up the phone. I know you're struggling. Pick up the phone. And I'm like, I'm not picking up the phone. And she just kept calling and just kept calling. And I can't find those pills. I'm searching everywhere. I'm tearing my house apart. They're not where I knew they were. And the next thing I know, time is weird in this situation, but the next thing I know, I hear pounding on my front door. 
and she's at my front door and yelling at me, Teresa, I know you are in there, let me in this house or I'm calling the police. So I'm like, fine, I'll let you in, but I don't wanna talk to you. So I let her in my house and she's like, we're gonna pray, I, I need to pray for you. And I'm literally like a mouthy teenager popping off and being, roll my eyes, fine, pray, do whatever you wanna do, I don't care. She starts praying for me and the only way I can describe it is an out-of-body experience. In a matter of seconds, I feel like I have no control of my body and I'm saying things. I come up off the couch. I'm standing over here screaming at her. She's mine. I'm taking her. And she, <laughs> I'll never forget her eyes. Her eyes get as big as saucers. But then she flips into warrior mode and she just starts I plead the blood of Jesus over her. I plead the blood of Jesus. You have no legal authority to be here. Get out. I bow your knee at the name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus. And in an instant, I felt something whoosh outside my body. That's the only way I can describe it. And I felt like I'm like, I'm back in my right mind. I'm laughing and crying. My entire countenance changed. And all I can think is, I've been set free. <laughs> I think that's why I really identify with the demoniac in the Bible of like, I'm back in my right mind. I, I, I don't know what happened. I couldn't tell you. So my sharing this might kind of throw your theology off and blow your mind. It kind of did mine too. But it's the beginning of why I feel like God has placed a huge burden on my heart to see other people set free. I want other captives set free from what I've been set free from. So Thanks for letting me share, and I hope you don't avoid me the next time you see me. Bye. Man, how powerful is that? Worship team, come on, come on up. Let me have my prayer team down. If you don't mind, go ahead. Everyone, come, uh, stand up here, and um, I want everyone to just cl close close your eyes, and bow your heads. You know what? This is not a game. This is absolutely not a game. And you, what you heard from Teresa, that, that was serious, serious things happened in her mind that God had set her free from. And by, by the power of Jesus Christ and by the word of Bear's testimony, I just want to pray over you for, for these things that are going through your mind. Okay? Father, I thank you so much. <clears throat> you have not given us a spirit of fear not given us any depression. You've not given us suicidal thoughts. But what you've given us is a power, love, and a sound mind. And in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I just push back those thoughts in your mind right now in Jesus' name. Actually, it's not even me, Danny. It's the word of God, Danny. Power. I just speak power over you. I speak love over you. I speak a sound mind over you in Jesus' name. You already have it. It's already in you. As a Christian, he gave it to you when, when, you, when you said yes to Jesus. <clears throat> in Jesus' name, I push back the lie of the enemy in Jesus' name. Push it back. I just push it back. And just like Jesus said, Satan, we rebuke you in Jesus' name. Go. Right now, in Jesus' name, I just speak that over you. Right now, God, in Jesus' name. So, 
We have our prayer team down here. If there's anyone here that, that you want prayer, that you need prayer, something really heavy going on, please, you do not have to walk out bound to the cross. Okay? You can walk out free. You can walk out free. Like, please do not leave. If you have these thoughts running through your mind, please do not leave here today without coming up with prayer. Obviously, everything is confidential. These people are trained. They are anointed of God. Okay? So just come on up. Hey, we are so glad that you joined us for our service this morning. If you are interested in learning about how you can start a relationship with Jesus, we would love to be here to talk that through with you. The Bible says in 1 John 5, 12, that whoever has the Son has life. And we really believe that here at Renovate. So again, if you want to start a relationship with Jesus, if you're just interested in learning more about the faith, you have questions, we'd love to hear from you as well. Or if you want to grow as a follower of Jesus or get more involved in what we're doing, we'd love to hear from you. So just go ahead and comment on the platform that you're at or reach out to us by email at info at renovatechurch.com. Again, we're so glad you were able to join us. We hope you have a great week and we look forward to hearing from you soon.